Should we have a theme song? <laughs> uh, yeah, what would our theme song be? Bring your mat. Mm, good one. Bring your mat. I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also don't know what that one is. <laughs> um, how was your day today? I did. Okay, so number one, this week, not it. It's not it. It's not it. So yesterday, I had. And it wasn't a calm failure, but it was a borderline calm failure because our radios were in and out. And we kept calling every now and then. We kept moving around the practice area to make sure, you know, somebody could hear us. And we finally did get back on with Approach. And Approach decided to berate me about how much chaos I was causing and how he could hear me. And I didn't respond to him. And nobody else could apparently get in a call. Okay, can I give my POV from this? Yeah, please. So, okay, so I was flying during the time that you were going out. I think you were going out to one of the outlying fields. And I was... I <laughs> Yeah. And I was coming back in for on an approach because it was IFR at the field. Or it was marginal to IFR. Mar- marginal to the field, whatever. Anyway, I heard y'all... I heard your student call up and say, hey, we want to squat BFR for good stage prove or whatever. And then it started going really staticky. And um, that same approach guy literally called you guys like seven times. And I was like, and I actually told him on the frequency. And I don't know if I should have said this or not. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I told the guy, I said, hey, that, you know, said tail sign. Actually, the, the radios get really bad when, or they're pretty spotty, I said. I emphasize spotty on the radio. I said, uh, the radios get pretty spotty when you leave the area. I'll text the pilot that's in the plane and let her know that you're trying to re- contact her. And he was, he said, okay, uh, airplane that you were in, uh, do you read? Do you read? And they called you like a ton of times. And I don't know. Well, so we had we had thought we had heard him give us a, you know, squawk VFR frequency change to prove call. And we were trying to figure that out. So we called him a couple times. Obviously, we couldn't hear him. And so we traded over to the next approach because we were thinking, you know, maybe we could pick them up better if we were closer to their uh, airspace. And so we could pick them up either. We They were very in and out. And so I was at the point, I was like, okay, we might have to squawk 7,600 here. It was it, it was getting close to, like, I was about to declare an emergency and, like, get back. Oh, I couldn't communicate with anybody. Yeah. Nobody. So there was one plane that relayed to us, and we did hear that, and we relayed back to them, but we didn't hear them relay back to approach. Mm-hmm. So we were still having comm issues. We scooted back closer to our airport, and we got a little higher, and they started coming in clearer again. And mind you, I do know that this plane has spotty cause, but it's never been this bad. It was bad. Yeah. Like, usually it's like, okay, maybe you miss a call. It Not every single call. So, I'm going to be honest, I'm pretty sure the controller ignored me at first when we finally got comms back. Seriously? I, I, I'm dead serious. Please, we called several times. I think he might have actually, because I, I think heard he ignored you. me. I got one of your calls come through the frequency, and I, he- I heard your voice, and... Um, he just kept talking. Yeah, to other planes. Yeah, it's kind of infuriating. It is infuriating because, and when he finally did get on the radios with me again, he proceeded to berate me for 
five minutes to the point where I had other CFIs tell me, hey, why was that guy such a jerk to you Wow. when I got on the ground? He he berated me and told me how much chaos I caused, how nobody else could get, get a call in. It was bad. And I, honestly, I have no patience for controllers like that. Because normally this guy is really good and he's one of my favorite controllers, but he was absolutely horrendous. That's why I was so confused by you telling me that he was berating you because he's super helpful. He's really super helpful. Maybe he's so, having a bad day. Maybe he was having a bad day, but honestly, you hurt my feelings, Mr. Controller. And I'm a, I'm a little salty about that one because I was I almost had to squawk an emergency and I was trying to make sure I didn't have to squawk an emergency because guess what? That would have cost some chaos, okay? <laughs> so... I kind of I kind of fired back at him. I said, "Sir, I'm sorry. I thought I was having a comm failure. I needed to make sure to make sure if I needed to squawk an emergency." And he fired back at me, and I fired back at him. And I was I just told him, "What did he say back to you?" He was I don't even remember honestly. I, I would have to go pull the tapes, but it was something like it was something still kind of sassy, and he was still blaming me for the issue and creating issues, I guess. So that happened, and then today. My freaking gear wouldn't come up. Just refused to come up. Um, so you know, and gear issues now. Are you in your last 300 hours? I'm not. Well, and I'm, how many hours do you have left? 314. So it's been sitting <laughs> a little earlier. No, take take that bad juju back, please. No. Not give that no, to me. Because here's the thing, Ariel. Once you hit Once you hit that last 300 hours... Guess what you're gonna have all the time? Gear problem. No, that's you. No, no, no. I I don't want to. You're gonna have take it. it back. I'm sorry. I don't take it back. Cause I've I've had three nope. gear issues now in the last 300 hours to go. So it's just the torch is being passed to you. No, thank you. You can have it back. I I don't. Your torch. No. Nope. No. Your torch. <laughs> you can have it. You can have like you know what? I'll actually take the gear issues if you want to take the calm issues. Cause I had a, I had a little bit of a calm issue today. It was hard. It was not a good I'd, It was not a good day for our Seminole fleet. No, no. We down almost every single Seminole except for one in our fleet today. What were you saying today? It was or what was uh, our maintenance guy saying? It was like when one goes down, all the rest go. No, I said that. Yeah. What did you? There was a saying you said that was funny. When it rains, it pours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it rains, it pours. And yeah, I'm not like every time. Every time one of our our Seminoles goes down for a hundred hour or an annual, get they all follow. They all fall out. They're contagious, I guess. So, yeah, all, all our Seminoles like to go down at one time. Which is really that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, except for, so my gear issue was it wouldn't come up. And I feel like if you're going to have gear issues, that's probably the more preferable one. See, the torch dust being passed, it's, it's like a little tiny flame. It's not a big old flame yet. I blow it out. I, it's Nope. It's going to get bigger. Nope. You know, oxygen actually creates a bigger flame. None of it's a little loose. Blow it out. Why am I nope, I don't like that. Well, you so you're lighting it. You're the problem. Got it. I'm the Got bad it. one. <laughs> no, I'm the problem. Okay. Hey, I never had gear issues literally up until my last 300 hours. I thought you said it was 250. I thought I still had like 60 hours to go. Sorry, girly. It is bullcrap. It is. It is. Anyways, this week has been a lot. So I would like for it to be over. Mm. I'm tired of having problems. Me too. Our poor maintenance guys are like, oh, it's Ariel again. They, Why did she break down? They do not get enough uh, credit. They do not get enough credit. Honestly, yeah. Our maintenance staff 
fantastic fantastic literally do not know what we do what we would do without them we just wouldn't fly no our planes go down so often for 100 hours or for whatever just because we fly the heck out of them and they get those planes up so quick so quick and they're good yeah i love them yeah any stories from you this week not really this week was pretty chill actually i mean kind of chill it was a lot it was a lot of mental okay rewind this week was actually kind of it was kind of whatever for me the nothing really crazy happened that's good yeah and we love those kind of weeks we do love those weeks i will say it was very mentally draining though uh i have a three different students going in for check rides and so it's been a lot of paperwork and a lot of sitting on the ground and not a ton of flying so it's been long days but not a lot of flight hours kind of yeah like i was saying earlier yeah that's how i've been this week too and sometimes it just be like that and i kind of hate those weeks because it, it's nice because your paycheck is like fat but your logbook is not fat after that week that's such a profound statement your paycheck is fat but the logbook is not fat the logbook does not uh, dumpy this week no dumpy for the logbook no dumpy uh, I need sleep, honestly. I, yeah. I need sleep. I'm tired. I think we need a day to, like, rot in bed. Yeah, I want to rot. Or on the couch. I feel that. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. do you want to get into your stories this week? Yeah. Okay. Well, before I forget again, and I have to add it in way later, please don't forget to follow us on Spotify or wherever else I post this podcast when I figure that out. Also, please give us a review. Rate us. That'd be great. Greatly appreciated. We really want our podcast to grow because we put a lot of effort into her. So, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Ariel. And I'm Amanda. And this is Two Girls. One Plane. Let's get into it. All right. Shall we get into our first story? Let's do it. We're going to switch it up a little bit. I'm going to start with the first story. Switching it up on episode three. Cool. So this this title is going to be, what is it, DPE Scary? I think DPE Scaries are something along the lines of bad DPE experiences, maybe? Okay. Yeah. That sounds good to me. Yeah, so all of our stories are going to be kind of centered around that. So this first story I have for us, the user is prov three 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 and the subreddit is r slash flying the title is dpe said he was afraid i'd kill myself slash others is it even worth continuing i've had the time of my life training for my private pilot so far got a near perfect written my instructor has told me multiple times that i'm his best student love the school i've been training at everything has gone so smooth to this point had my check ride made some dumb simple mistakes under the stress slash workload of the ride that i know i am capable of avoiding but the whole time was a pretty miserable experience. The DPE got angry slash yelled multiple times, and he roasted me at the end, basically saying he can't sign me off because my ADM, uh, aeronautical decision-making, is horrible, and he doesn't want me to kill myself, myself and others. I have three maneuvers to retest, but my motivation is at basically zero. I feel like even if I go back to the same DPE in a few weeks, he has written me off and will never pass me. Is this just not for me? This is the edit. He said, my mistakes. So the first lap got slow to base, got slow on base to final turn under 70 knots and got a stern reminder of base to final skills. Kind of set a poor tone for the ride. Next one is, I screwed up the diversion. 
TPE was pretending to be, approach, to be approach control during the diversion, so we were pretending to communicate through the radios. Since we weren't actually using the real radio, I forgot to, turn, to tune in the, di the diversion airport CTAF once it came time to fly the pattern and land, so I was making my calls on the original departure point CTAF that was already tuned slash active. Both airports were uncontrolled class golfs. I also screwed up the VOR intercept during simulated instrument. I was tracking VOR1 on the CDI when my correct frequency was, was tuned to NAB2, so G1000, so we simulated CFIT since I never intercepted. I lost, uh, I lost 300 feet on turns around a point. My circle was good, but I started too close to the reference, so my bank angle was too steep and I couldn't hold altitude. Pretty simple things, really, that I don't think anyone else can help with. I basically just choked under pressure, which the DPE said I seemed so nervous and, and, and in my head the whole time, which was correct. Okay. Thoughts? I have a lot of thoughts for this one. Number one, you can totally go to a different DPE. Just because you busted a check ride, you don't have to take the check ride with the same DPE. So that's my biggest advice for you. Maybe go to another DPE. Also, what plane are you flying that, like, were you... You were under 70 knots on base to final. That's what I was confused, too. Because That's not slow. No. Because under 60 is slow. Yeah. I get a little nervous when students go under 60, but under 70 is not bad. What plane are we flying that under 70 is going to kill you? That seems a little aggressive to me. Maybe the Seminole. But I don't think you're taking your private pilot check right in a Seminole. You can't get that slow in the Seminole no. on landing. So unless it was like a super rich guy and he's taking his multi or he's taking his private in a multi. I don't oh my gosh. I actually had a DBE tell me a story of a guy that did his private pilot check ride in I don't remember what it was. It was like a Gulf stream or something. Like it was a jet. Well, yeah. This guy did his check ride in like a jet. It was an expensive jet. A citation, a Gulf stream, I don't know. I don't remember what it was. But the DPE told me he did that check ride and I was just floored. How much money and number one, how do you find that instructor? Number two, how much money do you have for that? Anyways, sorry, that was a sidebar. Also, I mean, I'm not a D I'm not a DPE, clearly, but the thing that's confusing to me is the whole diversion thing. He wanted to play ATC, but he also wanted you to do everything in real life. That seems a little confusing to me. Also, so in the in the beginning, he said that he can't like the DPE said to this guy that he can't sign him off because his ADM is horrible and doesn't want me to kill myself slash others. All of these little mistakes that he made in the check ride don't seem like an ADM issue. No, I think he just got nervous. I think, yeah, and that's normal. Everybody does. Especially on your first check ride ever. Oh, yeah. That is, honestly, I think that private pilot check ride is probably one of the hardest. I would argue that, I mean... I think it's I think it's the most out of the box experience for you, but I definitely wouldn't call it a hard check ride personally. No, it's not like a hard like it's not a difficult check ride, but you just don't know what to expect. It's one mentally thing. hard, yeah, because you have to get past these mental barriers of this is a check ride and you have no clue what's going on. And it's the first check ride you've ever taken, so yeah. it's different from any test you've taken like in school, college, whatever. Yeah, that's that is that can be really scary. I don't, yeah, I wouldn't call any of these, like, horrible ADM mistakes. And my encouragement to this guy would, again, like you said, get a new DPE. Because, 
Wait, what? Sorry, I'm also going to put it out there that DPEs are also people. Mm. And there are some crappy ones out there. There are some crappy DPEs out there. Okay. okay. So I so I did five of my seven check rides with one DPE. She was fantastic. She is fantastic. And I had a good enough relationship with her that I really took what she said and applied to my life and applied to my flying skills. Never did she berate me and tell me I was super dangerous, though, after making a silly mistake, because she did bust me for a check ride. And she was she was she was really nice about it. She's like, unfortunately, we aren't going to be able to continue today. We have some things to work out. That's a good way of like, putting that. Too. Yeah, it was it was I was like, OK, like, this is so nice. like I'm going to go in and cry because I'm going to go. I didn't I did. I like laid in bed and cried for three hours, I think, after that check ride. Yeah. Yeah. We go do the run up and I do it into the wind. But the thing was, I pulled up so far. It was to the point where the plane was about to go to the grass. Yeah. And so I was, I was like, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap, I'm about to bust. So I looked at my DPE and I said, I think I messed up. We're about to go in the grass. What I'm going to do is I'm going to shut down the plane and push it back. And he took that as a good enough answer to continue the turn ride, actually. Wow. Yeah. He said, he was like, he was like, no, that's not necessary, but you did make the right decision there. So he let me continue, but I, I goofed on my steep turns really badly and he, he was a little intense in the plane and it kind of freaked me out. So, because I had always only had like women DPEs before this and they were not intense in the plane. So, he was intense in the plane and it freaked me out and I just snowballed from there. So, you know, um, but I went back and I still did it with him and he passed me the second time. So, size. let's go. I had a weird experience during my commercial ride. Now, I didn't bust on this check ride. I actually discontinued. Mm. But I would have busted had I not said I need to discontinue because I need to become more. I'll, I'll tell you a story. So I was at not my home airport for my commercial ride. And this particular airport has really confusing taxiways. There's this one intersection that's a whole cluster of taxiway connections, right? There's six different taxiways connecting to this one spot. And the signs are really confusing, right? And it's like, it's very suggestive, right? <laughs> taxiway Delta. Suggestive taxiway. It doesn't taxiway. It's saying, this is Delta and it might be over here. It might be to the right. And who knows? Right? <laughs> and so prior to the check ride, one, one of the mistakes I made was to not really look at the taxi diagram. Oof. And so I'm getting taxi to the active uh, and to do, my, to do my run up and everything. And I got honestly that lost. And it was so embarrassing. And I told the DP, I said, I need to discontinue because I'm lost and I did not properly look at my taxi diagram. And he was said, okay, I think that's a good idea. And I said, thank you, Aaron. No, thank you. And I asked for a progressive taxi and I, I could have asked for a progressive taxi. And I think I did on my check ride. But at that point, I was so flustered and stressed yeah, that I just, I just wasn't focused and I knew that I needed to just go home and come back and try yeah i should i should have definitely discontinued on my cfi initial instead of just going with it and busting but i was like no ariel you can do it you can push through but also at this school amanda and i both went to the same flight school they sent you away for cfi so we were in a different state and i was already i'd already been there for about two weeks and i was done done 
and bad weather was moving in. So I had so many external factors that was like pushing me just to get it done. I should have discontinued. I should have. It would have been way better. And you know what? We're all human. We all make mistakes. Yeah. I mean, and it's okay. The thing with check ride, pa- like check ride passes or fails, as long as you're not failing your private, your instrument, your commercial, every single check ride, you're not going to be turned down by an airline because of a couple failures. And I think that's a big misconception. Yes. It's because I've had a couple students bus on, you know, different check rides and they will come to me for like therapy and they'll be like, Amanda, I'm never going to get into an airline. I'm never going to get like accomplish my dream. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I know of a Delta pilot, a Delta captain who busted his commercial check ride three times. And now he's a Delta captain. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it is interesting that there's such a misconception about that is if you bust a check ride, your life is over. I mean, I busted two of my check rides. I didn't have any problem getting hired. Yeah. They now me up so fast. I think it also kind of comes from a military standpoint because there is, I don't know how the military works, so I'm not really, I don't have any room to talk here, but I know that if you do bust one or two of your check rides in the military, you're kind of out of pilot training. Mm. Luckily, I know how this works. How does this work? Tell me. So you do, you can only bust so many of your check rides. I think it's two. And then you go to what's called an elimination ride. Mm. So, but you can pass the elimination ride and it's fine. Okay. Because I've also known military military pilots that have probably failed every single check ride. What? Yeah. So their check rides are different though. So because they fly first and then they have the oral portion, oral per, oral portion. Stress me out, right? But you know how we can come in with like the far aim and everything. They can't do that. Not that they use the far aim. They have a different book. God bless the far aim. God bless that it's basically an eleven check ride. Oh, but yeah. So. They do it a little differently, and I think the standards are a lot more strict than you would find on a civilian checkride, right? But they don't want to kick people out of pilot training, so it's true. They try to get them through. Anyways, moral moral of the story, right? Yeah. A checkride failure is not the end of your life. Learn from it. Learn what you can do better next time. Some DPEs suck. They just suck. And that's just... That's, like, point blank. It would be... I I would advise you to go talk to your CFI and other CFIs and ask what the reputation of this DPE is, if this is a one-off thing or if this has happened to other people. Because it, it's, it's a small world aviation. It, it is a very small world. And everyone's got a reputation. DPEs especially carry a reputation. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I'm not saying if you go to a DPE that's too easy, that's also a risk as well because... I've known about a couple cases. I mean, I don't know if, I don't think any of my DPs have had this problem, but there have been a couple of cases where DPEs will just pass like 100% pass rate. And then the FAA looks at them and they're like, oh, this guy or gal is not, you know, yeah, doing legal stuff. And so, and then they go back to all those pilots that they got, that they gave ratings to and they had to take them. Take them. So it just, imagine being like, 10 years into the airlines and someone's saying hey actually you don't have an instrument rating how livid would you be <laughs> be so mad be like screw you um would you even do that situation i think you just go get your instrument rating i think the airline helps you out or something anyways do we have any comments uh we do sorry about so many side tangents uh, the first one says 
do you want to give up your dreams or not? Pick up yourself, pick yourself up and retest. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that is such a good point. Aviation is such a field that will just kick you down at your lowest between training setbacks, weather. Aviation is one field. Good luck planning. It's probably not going to work out. Wh- whatever your initial plan is, that probably won't happen. Yeah. Whatever whatever it is, something's going to happen that's going to throw that off. So you have to be flexible. Be so flexible. I was about to say that. Same brain cell. Same brain cell. Be really flexible. And that's a, that's another side tangent I'm going to get into is... Actually, I'm not going to get into that today. We'll talk about that another day. But you're talking... Does that have something to do with students being flexible? Yes. I think we'll do an entire episode on how to be a good flight student and help your CFI not be sad all the time. Yeah. Well, don't say you're sad. Well, I, I'm not sad, but sometimes when students think that they're my only priority in life that does make me a little sad Feel no emotions ariel yeah no true nothing let's read some of the other comments this username is lone meme you're manu- you're three maneuvers away from ever having to hear from this prick of a dpe again you've come so far just swallow your your tongue slash pride and just get it done and go celebrate the next day by practicing turns around a point at 4 a.m around the dp's house just ooh. kidding wait until the plastic arrives first ooh that's a little spicy I love that guy. That's funny. Just make sure you do that legally. Is it a thousand feet over, a thousand feet over uh, houses and people? Congested area. Congested area. Yep. Yep. That over the highest obstacle. Look, I just area. I haven't studied a lot of VFR private pilots. So actually, there's there's one thing I'm good at. It's the regs. I'm I'm a whole host of knowledge about regs. I love I don't love regs. But for some reason, regs love me. No, Ariel loves regs. I kind of do like the reg. I bet you, I bet you have the far end by your, by your, you know, on your nightstand, and you go to sleep reading the regs. I have a far, I've the far end by my bookshelf. Twenty twenty three, baby. You're up to date. Yeah, I'm not. Well, actually, my dad was getting far ends, and I was like, hey, buy me one, and then he did. So, thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Let's read some of the other comments. Maybe don't do turns around a point over his house. Or do. That's up to you. Just be legal about it. Yeah. Anyway, wrapping that story up. Moral of the story, just like you said. Pick yourself up, dude. Pick, yeah, pick yourself up. It sucks, and this DPE does sound like a total jerk. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. like I said, it's three maneuvers. Because honestly, on my CFI check ride, I remember calling my... He was my boyfriend at that time, but now husband... And I sobbed to him and I was and I said, I can't do this. This isn't for me. And I just like cried my eyes out. And this man literally said to me, He's like, babe, it's okay. You can do this. It's just you just didn't pass this time. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, it all works out. I busted my instrument check ride for the first I busted my instrument too. Yeah. <laughs> um I busted my instrument. And it wasn't at my home airport. And the second time around, my dad and I actually took a rental out to the airport I was flying out of. It was all it was IFR day. And we shot an approach down to like seven hundred feet. It was pretty cool. And cool. my dad was hanging out at the airport for my t- like for my retest. And he was there to like help me help coach me through the beginning of it and just kinda settle my nerves. I think we walked about because the DPE that was I was taking the check ride with, he was still in a check ride with another guy, and so 
I had about two hours to, to burn. And so my dad and I walked along the walkway, just back and forth, like along the hangers. And I think we walked a good two miles just to burn off steam. And honestly, that was super memorable, memorable for me and good memories with my dad. I love that. I love my dad. Hey, dad, if you're listening, I love you. And I've really appreciated you appreciated you being there for my training. So yeah, I li- I also lived at home during my training because I quit my job and just went to flight school full time. And my dad helped me with a lot of my training as well. It was really helpful to have like another pilot that had already been through his ratings in the house. So that's actually the same thing. I, yeah. yeah, yeah, same person. Pretty cool. Okay, next story. Next story. Anyways, onto our next story. Yay. Okay, so. This is from the r slash flying subreddit, and the user is Minimums Landing. So, it's titled, DBE told me not to get my CF double eyed. Hey y'all, just passed my CFI checkride, and afterwards the DPE said something I wasn't expecting. After he gave me my certificate, he said, so where are you going to instruct? And I said, well, actually, I'm doing my double eye next, but then I'm hoping to get a job at my school. He goes, don't. And I was like, what? He said most of his double-eyed checkride failures are CFIs who have zero instruction experience and said, how the heck are you going to teach instrument if you've never even taught a PPL? I just nodded and said I'll look into it, but I'm pretty confused by his point. One, most places don't hire here without a CFIs or CF double-eye, so there's that. Two, at least in terms of getting my ratings, I actually felt getting my instrument rating was easier than my PPL. It actually took less time, too. Am I missing something? Is teaching instrument harder than PPL commercial? Thanks. Edit. To be clear, I'm not bashing the deep E, though he is more of an old school in his ways and many have some different opinions. I actually respect him. He has a ton of varying aviation experience under his belt and all the feedback he's given me, whether it's positive or negative, was genuine and not out of spite in any way. Hmm. What do you think? Okay. So several thoughts on this. Yeah, I, I do too. I... So I got my CFI, and then a year later, because there was a lot of gaps in my flying, I got my CFII. And in between my CFI and CFII, I had a little bit of teaching, because I went through a couple jobs, but they didn't really give me that many hours. Yeah. So my teaching experience was really still brand new once I when I got my CFII, but I did have a little experience. I would say, especially if your instrument was easier than your private, get your CFII. Um, and if if you find that instrument is easy to teach, just just get it done. Because if it was easy for you to get your instrument and you feel really comfortable with instruments and you already have your CFI, teaching instrument really is not going to be that bad for you. I'm going to say it. Your add-on ratings are the easiest thing you will ever do. I'm sorry. Any add-on ratings? Easy. Easy. So I don't... Maybe this DPE personally just doesn't like when CFIs go immediately for their double line. That's why most of his checkguard failures are like that. And I really I really did not study as much as I should have for my double line. That was on, my, on me. So, But I still passed because I could still get through it. I don't think teaching would have helped me pass that tech ride. Right. At all. As, at, yeah. Because, you know. Yeah. So, now I will say, the C of double I, the, okay, I psyched myself out for my double I because we went to the same play school. We weren't at the same location, but 
uh, when I went to go get my CFII right after my CFI, I had a really, really terrible experience. Yeah, you had a bad, you had a bad instructor. Really, really bad experience. And um, that guy really got into my head. And so I, I left that flight school and I started teaching at a different flight school. And it, it, it wasn't until a year later because... One, I wasn't really at a flight school that they did double as in because it was all VFR yeah. pilot stuff. And um, I was also terrified to get my CF double A because I thought I was an absolute failure, right? Yeah. So that's a whole different story. But um, but then once I went, when I actually did my training and I got my instrument proficiency back, CF double I was the, one of the easiest check rides. It was so chill. I would argue that it's almost harder to wait on doing some of your ratings yeah. and start working because when you're just working on your ratings, you're still in very much the student mindset. Mm -hmm. So you're a lot more motivated than if you're just working, I noticed. So I agree. Because when I got my CFII, I, I wasn't working at the time. But then after that, I got the job where I'm at now, where I got my double I at. And I started working and doing my MEI. And Doing my MAI was tough because I was working full-time and then coming home and studying yeah. MAI. But yeah, I, I would agree. If you're already in that in that student mindset, um, stay there and continue on with your double I. This DP might, like, again, you said you respect him and he's a good DPE. He might have some opinions and, like, it's not a bad opinion per se, but at the same time, getting back into the study mindset is really tough when you've been out of it for a long time. Yeah, I think I think this is just one of those things. It's just the DPE's opinion. Yeah, and that's it. Because he says on here, "Am I missing something? Is teaching instrument rating harder than private pilot or commercial?" There, okay. There is no harder rating to teach than private pilot. Agree. That one is the most mentally taxing, <laughs> overloading rating to teach. Honestly, it's it's crazy that you are a brand new CFI and that's the rating you get to teach. Honestly, exactly. it's it's wild because you know I, I have a lot of I have a lot of military pilots. They're they're rotor pilots and they come get their fixed wings so they can go to the airlines. Their fixed wing ratings, so usually that involves a commercial multi rating. And they always tell me that it's wild that these brand new CFIs are teaching private pilot because the military works backwards. The newer instructors and i'm sorry if you're a military pilot and i'm getting this completely wrong but this is just what i've been told so no one hate on me the newer instructors will actually teach the more experienced students and the more experienced instructors will teach the newer students okay let's let's not put that mindset because i don't want to get brand new pilot students no no i don't i don't either but <laughs> i no, i just honestly i think it's crazy how backwards general aviation is sometimes yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And I, I can see if that if that's how they do their training. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Ditching private is tough. Off. It's rough. Signing up for a solo, so stressful. This week, yeah. first solo. Oh, gosh. It's like doing a check ride all over again for you. I had I had a couple. I'm not kidding. I had a couple white hairs grow. Like, I had a couple white hairs form when I had a private pilot students. Cause yeah. So stressful. At my first CFI job, I did pretty much only private pilots. And I would have three, four private pilot flights in a day. Yikes. Oh, that was rough. That was so rough. I just want to pay me to go back to that. I just want to apologize to my my private pilot instructor. 
if I did anything like crazy stupid. I don't, I honestly, I don't remember a ton from my private pilot training because it was such a blur. But I mean, like it was, there was just so much happening at the time. And I, yeah, like I was learning so much. And I, like, I, you know, I remember, I remember what I, bits of it, but for the most part, it was just a blur. I feel like I remember so much of my private pilot training because that was a point in my life where I really didn't know what I wanted to do, mm. like for the rest of my life, because I wasn't crazy happy in my current field that I was in. I was in fashion, I was fashion design before this. It was a cool job. I just hated sitting at a desk all day. So I remember a lot about my private pilot. I don't think I did anything wild. I definitely made those silly mistakes that everybody makes. I don't know. Maybe I'm an overinflated ego too. That's entirely possible. Or a redhead. That's true. And that is your personality. Yeah, redheads have an attitude. Honestly, I love it though. I need to text my private pilot instructor and say, did I do anything that made you <laughs> question your life at any time? I need to as well. I'm kind of curious now. I, w- I just want to know if I did anything to like give him a minor heart attack. I feel like I was a great student pilot. I really worked hard. I did too. I really did too. I just, you know, I did. it was a blur for me, so I can't really remember. Yeah. Um... I was I was also my I was actually my instructor's one of his first students. Hey. Yeah, I was actually same. Yeah, so I instructor's second student. I think about it, and I think about being his first student, and I think about when I had my first student, and I bet money he was sitting there thinking, "Wow, I don't know what I'm doing," because that's <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> so yeah, he's crazy. Anyways, no, I would just get your double eye, dude. Go get your double eye. It's just, it's not going to hurt anything. Maybe just no shade to this DPE because he does sound pretty chill. It just sounds like he has his own opinions and he's setting those opinions. Uh, maybe choose somebody else for your double eye check, right? Yeah. Do you want to hear some comments? Yeah. The top comment is counterpoint. It's easier to provide technical training like instrument to people who could already fly than it is to teach flying from scratch in an efficient way and understand in an easy to understand way. Mm. I would agree. Yeah, very much so. Side note, instrument, teaching instrument is, like, pretty tough for me. Um, it's I think it's, it's, it's a ground. It's the ground for me. The like, ground is a lot. The flight portion, I, I love teaching the instrument flight portion. And with the ground, there is so much stuff. Here's, a, here's another good comment. He's, this guy said, you just passed your CFI check right with no experience teaching anyone anyways. So what's the difference? <laughs> also, generally speaking, CFWI is one of the easiest check rides you'll take. So true. Easy- the easiest check rides I took were probably in order. Multi-engine instructor, commercial multi-engine CFWI. Mine was um, commercial multi, multi-engine instrument or multi-engine instructor, CFWI, private commercial instrument i love the multi i still love the multi i'm multi die. oh it's so fun that was another checker that i side note sidebar that was another thing commercial multi my instructor for that was amazing he was incredible and he taught me so much i actually had two instructors because i had those switch locations for maintenance issues and they both were amazing my mei he was besties with my CFII instructor and literally made me want to hate myself and cry every day. Yeah, and so I, and that was another, that honestly, MEI was a rating I thought I would never, ever get. I thought I would never teach a day in the multi 
and now I'm flying mostly multi and I'm like, you have like 300 multi hours. I know. And I know ATP. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I, that's a big deal. I feel like. Yeah. It was a huge hurdle to overcome. I feel like a lot of instructors don't ever teach ATP. A lot of schools don't offer it. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like that's a big deal. Yeah. You should be proud of that. Man. Okay. It's kind of funny because he says he doesn't pass a lot of CF double I's because they haven't taught yet. But you get your CFI without teaching teaching yet. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting yeah. take on that. Was that the same DPE? Yeah, it's the same DPE. Oh. It's just DPEs are built different. Yeah. They're just built different. They were. No, I love I have had a lot of DPEs where I love them. No, I have a lot of I no, I've had a lot of great DPEs and I have a lot of good relationships with DPEs too. Yeah. They're just everyone's different. Okay. Moving on, different. Built different. Built different. Yeah. Cool. The next story uh, is from. It's called "Hard Ass DPE Stories." The question mark. The subreddit is r slash flying, and the user is Emperor Manlet. Interesting. Some of these subreddit names or some of these Reddit names are wild. Yeah. I don't know how you all have that creativity to make it either. Anyway. <clears throat> so the story goes hardest dpe stories i had a check right a few months back and passed but the but boy the dp stressed me the f out number one from tip off screamed at me to hurry up onto the runway and take off since people were waiting i was taking my time following my checklist two sarcastic remarks th- throughout the flight when he wasn't satisfied with my responses and three would take controls from me whenever i was taking too long to set myself up for a maneuver Anybody with any, with similar stories and passing, I'm kind of glad I went through this because I managed stress and persevered, but felt defeated even after passing because it made me feel like a subpar subpar pilot. So that's the story. So was this during like one check ride? Do you think he would he would take controls for me when I was taking too long to set up a new pro? What I'm, I'm I've heard of DPs taking controls to kind of show some examples, but not. Not like yeeting him. What happened to my controls, homie? Yeah. Also, I always tell my students that a DPE can literally not tell you you're taking too long to set up a maneuver. Set up a maneuver because that's true. Yeah, that's true. I always tell my students, take your time. Please take your time because if you bust a maneuver because you didn't set up properly, that's stupid. Set your metronome. Also, I agree. The setup, the setup for, I would argue the the setup for everything is what determines the outcome. Yeah, so the setup for a maneuver for your power off stalls, power on stalls, your steep turns, you know, your, the setup for your approach or the setup for your landing, that is what makes a good maneuver or landing or what have you. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I always tell people a good landing starts with the pattern. Yes. So all my crappy landings, all my crappy maneuvers is... I have literally been crabby because I didn't I rushed into the setup and I, I think a good thing to uh, to kind of implement in your flying is set your metronome um just slow it down slow it down just take it back you're I don't think I mean unless you're going at you know sloth speed taking your time to slow slow it down number one more fly hours Number two, <laughs> well, I mean, at that point, you're paying for those flight hours. True. So you want to you want to have more flight hours, and you're not the one paying for it. True. Um, but number one, 
you're you're slowing down your mind a little bit, right? You're like kind of clearing out your mind. You're getting prepared and you're getting the airplane prepared. And there's nothing wrong with taking your time getting into that maneuver. No. I would thought, don't take all day, right? I tell, always tell my students, hey, you know, I'm not going to be mad if you bust, but there are some things that will make me a little irritated if you bust. And setting up wrong for a maneuver because you were rushing, bruh, come on, come on. No, I don't think any of my students have done that, though. I definitely had a student recently who just busted because he was rushing things, I think. Yeah, see, I, I know this is tech ride nerves. I know I've been there, I promise. But no, I don't think I've ever had a student set up a maneuver wrong because they were rushing. Now, they set up a maneuver wrong because they got the check ride scaries and they forgot. Check ride scaries are a real thing. Yeah, that's happened. Yeah. And sometimes your brain, your, your, brain, your brain just goes blank. Yeah, what else did this guy do? He told him to hurry up. Okay. Can't with this guy. I can't with some of these DPEs. Like, you guys are making $1,000 probably for, what, four hours of work? Can you have two ounces of patience, please? No. Please? No. Because, honestly, the amount of patience I have at my job... You're paid. And I'm not <laughs> getting paid jack squats. Hey, we, it's otherworldly. We did just get a raise. I don't even want to talk about it there. I'm going to get angry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I I would agree to that because, uh, I mean, DPEs can kind of charge whatever they want. And a lot of the DPEs around here are charging, you know, eight, $800 to $1,000 for like a commercial ride. I mean, I pay, like I paid, I think, 500 for my, my private. But then as I got further into my stuff, they would charge more. So I'm like, you're getting a lot of money. Yeah. And some yeah. DPEs have like, Two check rides a day. Like, I understand, yes, it's a lot of paperwork on the side, but you can have some patience. I'm it's sorry. Maybe a two-hour uh, flight max. You can do some paperwork for $1,000 for... You're basically making, what, $250 an hour? Yeah. The check ride takes four hours, maybe less. You're you're still making minimum $150 an hour. Yeah. It's easy, the complaining, bro. The complaining and the impatience. You said your own schedule. Yeah. Have some patience. Because honestly, today I was on my last flight and I was teaching, I was teaching instrument, I was teaching DME arcs today and I felt like I got a little short with my student and I had to like wheel it on back. I was just, I was just a little grumpy. Sorry. Sorry to my student. I was just being grumpy. It wasn't your fault. It was my fault. I'm tired. (laughs) But no, like I had, I really had to like reel it in and tell myself, Ariel, stop being such a jerk. There's no reason for this right now. I'm not gonna lie. I have no room to speak when it's coming with the now. I don't, I don't scream at my students, but I had no room to talk about being patient when we're getting a clearance for takeoff because the area that we fly out of, it's a busy airport, busy. and there might be like there might be three people lined up on final or people doing 360s and getting turned to bases. So I have had a couple students be so slow to get on the runway. Like they'll they'll read yeah. They'll read back the cuz at our airport it's it's okay to read back the takeoff clearance while you're rolling out into the runway. Yes. And they actually the tower actually I prefers that. that. I actually teach that, right? And and I have a couple students who will, will read the clearance and, and then serve and then they'll start moving 2 seconds later. Little trainer Cessna beside me, like behind me, right? And so 
they had been behind me for a little while. Okay. I knew they had been on tower. And if they didn't, what were you doing? Why were you not on tower when you had been sitting behind me at the whole tort line for that long? Okay. Tower gives me a takeoff clearance before I can even think about keying the bike. Okay. They get on and they say, says the blah, 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 holding short runway eight. Huh? I was like, sorry. <laughs> I, I turned around in that plane and I threw my hands up and they were close enough and I'm pretty sure they could see me. Rude. That is so rude. Because what are the chances that you just magically flipped over? Like, number one, either you weren't on frequency and you flipped over and you didn't listen and you immediately called or you flipped over and you heard Tower calling. Because I tell you, there was not a breath between those two calls. Uh, and I can I can even start rolling because we couldn't even read it back. One of one of like the first things my instructor taught me, which I'm so glad he did this, was to start monitoring whatever frequency I'm on. Which it should be a common thing to teach, right? But a lot of times people don't monitor what they're listening to, and so they'll just as soon as they swap the frequency, they'll jump onto the radio. I'm like, give it a second. I hate that. And and listen to what's going on. Not only because you're listening, and you're not just listening for yourself, you're listening for what, you know, the next person in the pattern is going to do. You're listening for other traffic calls. Oh, yeah. For other people, right? Because you want to kind of get a full picture of what is going on in the situation that you're in. So both of those, both of those outcomes, whatever, whatever they did, whatever they jumped straight under the tower, or if uh, they just had been monitoring and wasn't listening, those are both kind of bad. Yeah. Just... Yeah, don't do that. That was such a that was such a side tangent. Sorry. But yeah, that's why I don't have a lot of I don't know, the whole hurry up thing. I like to say move with a purpose. Mm. Like, hey, let's move with a purpose. We have traffic. But I don't scream at you to hurry up. Also, I'm just confused. Why were you still doing checklists and you had takeoff clearance? Did they just like roll up and they were like, take off right now? You know, because usually I always tell my students call after you do your checklist. Yes. Because if you call Tower and you say, hey, I'm ready to go, and you haven't done your checklist, well, they don't know that. They think you're ready to go. Yeah. I don't know. This is this kind of goes back to the whole thing of all DPs are built different. They're all people. Sometimes they can just suck. Yeah. To some of the comments, say, shall we? We shall. We shall. We shall. We shall. The top comment says, to be honest, I think a big part of the private check ride is stressing you the hell out and seeing how you deal with it. I don't... I agree. My my private pilot instructor did... Or my pilot pilot DP, like, did not stress me out. I know for a fact she was trying to distract me because where I was learning how to fly, there was... Uh, it was up in the Pacific Northwest, and we we our practice area was basically over the sound. A little sketchy mm-hmm. looking back at it, but... Uh, yeah always whales um in the water and cool. as we were flying out to practice area she's like oh i see an orca and i think she was trying to <laughs> and i was like oh really and i was like i need to focus on body <laughs> so i think i think it's i think there's different ways to create a stressful environment than screaming at somebody in a plane no need like just task saturate them you know yeah that's easy to see how people deal with stress if you task saturate them not Get on the runway right now! Like we said in the last episode, there is not really any situation that requires... Unless we're about to die, I am not screaming. Yeah. I don't have the energy to scream at you. 
Nor do I want to. It tastes with my voice. Yeah. I already have a gargly voice. I'm sorry. Also, it had, it's just going to hurt your ears. It's going to come through so horribly on your mic. Oh, and, and then everything on the mic comes in louder. So bad. Yell. Okay. We don't need all that. Just be cool and calm and collected. Okay. Um, this comment, Snowgans88, whatever, says... I love DPEs who take the controls and show me how to, show me how they think the maneuver should be done. There's nothing in the ACS about doing the maneuver quickly. True. Yep. When I was going through initial flight training, there was one DPU who was very particular and disagreed with what most of the FAA published on various like, policies. Procedures. Dude. For example, the POH it says uh, for example, the POH says you can reset a circuit breaker once, but and don't say that to what's his name, insert name, or he will go on a long rant about how you should never reset a circuit, a, a pop circuit breaker. So guess what I did on my trick ride? I told him the book says I can reset it once, but then spent the next 45 minutes nodding while he told me about a business jet that caught fire because they reset the bur- circuit breaker to the lab. Yeah, go by the POH because there has been a few instances where I disagree with DPEs. And it's like, okay, what does the POH say? And they give me something different. And I'm sorry, we can't make a thorough. All DPs have their quirks, things. Moral of the story. Yeah, don't love the sarcastic remarks, but uh, and don't don't love that he was trying to rush you. Just take your time. It is okay. It is a okay to take your time. It is okay to talk yourself through a maneuver. I know some DPs don't really like when you talk yourself through things, but at the same time, it's your check ride, and you, sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do uh, to to fly well. I think that's all I have on that story. Any thoughts? No, Close good thoughts. Okay. Not a single thought in this brain. What is your next story? So it is titled. Oh, sorry, it's from the R slash Flying subreddit, and the user is. CPR. Oh, I don't. I don't. Even, I'm not even gonna try. I'm not even gonna try. Sip. Nope. Nope. Just leave it alone. I'm just gonna leave it alone. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't even know where to start. Yeah, it's like French. Okay, so this story is DPEs have Reddit. What's the stupidest thing a pilot has done on a check ride that you had to fail them for? This guy says. I just heard of a student pilot who flew solo to his PPL checkride an hour away. Which is fun. Only issue is he flew IFR and INC. He thought it would prove to the DPE he knows his limits. Dude. Uh, there's there's a video I show to all my instrument students. It's called like 170 seconds to live or something like that. And it shows what happens to pilots that get into inadvertent INC conditions without the proper training. Wait, I want to see that. I've never seen that. Yeah, it's like five minutes. It's kind of horrifying. I, that is shocking. That is shocking. What? Did he just like yeet the plane and not tell the CFI? Like, who signed him off? Who? who Seriously, signed him off? you have to have a sign up for that. And like, or I wonder if he had like a one of those long-standing. I haven't done. I haven't done solo stuff in so long. He would have had, no, he would have had to have a day of endorsement for a cross country. And if it was an hour away, I bet money was a cross country. Yeah. So somebody had to sign him off. Who would sign a private pilot or a student pilot off to go in known IMC conditions? 
that's, yeah, that's, that's really easy. I I knew I knew a guy that failed a check ride for not doing clearing turns. Oh. Yeah. I've also I've also heard of a story where I've heard of DPEs failing students for not getting the chalks, which that's rough. That's kind of rough. And you don't forget them. Oh my gosh, I actually have a great story for my private pilot check ride. I was so nervous and I took it in a Cessna and I had to use a ladder to check the fuel. Well, I forgot the ladder and it was right next to the plane. My instructor yeeted it out of the way before we started out and I never saw him. I never saw him do it. Never. No. And I think it, it I definitely would have blown it over or something. It was pretty close to the plane. Bolt. Yeah. Right there. He was looking out for he was. He was like, this girl is not gonna bust her check around on this today. I was I was his first sign off too. So when I passed, I looked at him and I said, You've a hundred percent pass right? <laughs> Oh my gosh, check rides are wild. I've also heard of somebody failing a check ride for not taking out the um, the sunshade when starting up. Oh, why would you do that? I don't know. Cause you have to clean toasty up. Yeah, yeah. Well, not in front apparently. Well, left center right, baby. Yeah. Have you heard of any crazy me check ride failure stories? Give me a second to think about this. Okay, I think it, I think it's. This kid's lucky he's alive, honestly. I was a little okay, so I he this guy passed, but he had a really hard time starting at the engine and I was watching this because I was I was getting in a I was in the plane literally right next to him, yeah, starting up and I knew that he was on a check ride and he attempted to start up the plane like seven or eight times and then maintenance had to come out and help him out. But he passed. I, I don't think he busted for that, but I felt I was... Yeah. I, oh, it was so bad for that. Oh. The amount of times we've just... This happened one time. It was on a... I think it was an ATP check ride or something. We just watched a DPE and a student, like, not be able to start one of the engines. We just were watching them from the school rib. <laughs> That's what I... It's so... It's... You just, like, cringe for them. Because you know, you know that they're stressing out. You know that, yeah. like... It's true. So we got a bus. We're not being able to start the engine. There's there's this other comment on here that says, DB asked the student what he liked to do for fun during the oral. Kid said fishing. As they were taxiing to the runway, DPE asked kid something about fishing. And kid starts talking about fishing. DPE failed kid because he got distracted. <laughs> DPEs are supposed to have a distraction at some point. The FIA guy observing said it was a bit of a low blow, but allowed it. Oh my gosh, it was an FAA observed check ride too. Oh, oh, that poor kid was just excited about fishing and he failed. It's <laughs> the best. So depressing. Imagine imagine someone just asks you about something you love to do and you're like, sterile coffin. Do not talk to me. I've had people do that to me. What? I've I've had a student that <laughs> they would talk to me. But as soon as I talked to them, they're like, Sarah Cockpit. I was like, what? bro, are you joking right now? That road is supposed to go about two ways. Yeah. yeah. No, he's on a taxiway. He's going one direction. Oh, me. It's chill. That's, oh, no, not the FAA observed check ride. Oh, I don't know. I've never been on FAA observed, and I would not want to be that. I've had a student, like my student in my sign-off, be on an FAA observed check ride. Oh, but I did, a, I did, I was, this wasn't a check ride, but I was the instructor for a guy who did his soda with an FAA observer in the back. Hmm. Yeah. How was that? 
it was cool. It was kind of cool actually to see the process. I was like, I always heard of Sotos and I learned, I learned a lot about them in CFI, but I've never seen it besides the time that like I came in for you. Yeah. I think, I think I need to tell that story on the pod one day because that was actually a really good experience for me. I just remember the FAA guys. There's two of them. One did all the paperwork. One was actually the observer. I don't know. I'm just, sometimes I'm really sarcastic with, not, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but sometimes I'm just sarcastic. And those guys thought I was hilarious. Hey. they. I was talking about our flight manager, and one of them said, what does a flight manager do? And I said, I don't know, manages? And they just <laughs> look at each other, and I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, crap, that sounded kind of rude. And they just look at each other, and he's like, well, you asked. And they just start <laughs> belly laughing. I was like, okay. Also remembering that, in that uh, observed ride, you know how you can take the right prop back and it syncs up so it doesn't do that womp, womp, womp noise? Uh, I did that. And the guy just goes, oh, thank you for doing that, Ariel. I was like, yeah, that noise really bothers me too. <laughs> so it, it drives me up a wall. Yeah, they were really cool though. They're actually really cool. That was, I feel like that was like the closest interaction I've had with an FAA rep. Again, that's not a DPE. These people, I have to remember, we have to remind ourselves, they are people. Yeah, they are people. They are people. They're not robots. Poor fishing guy. I know. I, I feel bad for him. him. I hope, I hope he well. came back and passed. However fishing guy is, I hope you are a captain at your favorite airline who you're making something. lots of money. This, this is a pretty old, literally best life king. I kind of had a stupid reason I failed my instrument truck ride. I so I went from a Cessna to a um Piper Archer. I didn't know the Piper Archer had a pitostatic mast. And the Cessna is a pitot tube and a static port. So I got asked where the static port was. And I said, Oh yeah, I think I, I know I've seen it before. I just not, I'm just can't remember at the top of my head. <laughs> That's so bad. It's okay. That was it's embarrassing. Okay. I can't remember the exact reason i busted my ifr oral but i think it was because it was on like the gps um and route versus terminal versus approach is it approach structure i couldn't remember the mileages that they were at oh gosh i that's a specific question yeah there was a couple things i i kind of dug myself into the weeds yeah that's another thing if you're on a checker ride if he, if the if the DB asks you a question, you better give it short, sweet, simple, to the point. You do not ever let them know how much you know. Oh my gosh! What? Let me just. I need to read this comment to you. Let's, let's hear it. ATP ride, ATP oral. Five minutes in, the DPE says, "Let's say we're coming back to land later today. Tower clears us for the option. What does this allow us to do?" The applicant says we can land on any of the runways. The airport had three parallel runways. DPE begins to dress th- down dress this guy for 30 minutes before printing the pink slip. Clear for the option. Clear for the option. Pick your runway. Dealer's <laughs> choice. Can you imagine if I would that if the airport that we're at? Yeah. There's four different runways. That The chaos that would ensue. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's bad. And he's ATP? ATP. Rah. Maybe he didn't instruct. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's wild. I love how, like, DPs have Reddit. I feel like everybody has Reddit. I, I just want to... 
I almost picture a DPE like sitting on TikTok when they get home. Yeah. Maybe. We're all humans. Yeah. This comment says DPE pointed to flaps on the walk around and asked students what they were, and the student told them ailerons. Oh. This is a PPL check, right? <laughs> the next comment flaps, ailerons, elevator, propeller. It's all the same. I mean, they're control surfaces. So the propeller is a control surface? Yeah. Okay, you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Color control surface. Control surface. I know, definitely don't take effed. Please don't take my CVI away. I think you're okay. I'm sure people had said have said some dumber stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I say dumb stuff all the time. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, well, that's it for that story. Okay, well, so that was a whole bunch of scary CPE mess or good mess dp or any of them good yeah, hyping up yes We're, we and there in the conversation we talked about good dps oh yeah i guess we did which shout out shout out before we leave shout out to those dps who are encouraging and who do really well at their job i feel like that's most of them and who don't really swindle people for their money just to get money yeah you know like shout out to you guys because you know, we love you guys. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've had some great DPE experiences. Same. I really haven't had a bad one, I don't think. I've had some if he wants. Yeah, it happened. But I've, I've had my, my multi engine, commer- my multi commercial DPE, he was the goat. I love that. Oh my dude. gosh. Well, I did, like I said earlier, I, I did five of my seven check rides with a one DPE because she was the DPE for our area and she was. Uh, I think she's one of the few in that area. Yeah. And that was just the one. She was the DP that the school used. So she was great. Also, a DPE we use here, and I, I went to flight school in a different state than I'm working in. With a DP, one of the DPEs we use here, she did my private pilot check ride. And I came back a year later with a student, about roughly a year later with a student for a check ride. And she looked at me, she's like, didn't I do your private pilot check right? And I was like, yeah, you did. She was like, when was that? And I was like, about a year ago. And she was like, wow, you really hustled. Is it? What? I didn't know that was Yeah, she did my private pilot. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I love her. Yeah, she's great. She's really sweet. She's very, very nice. I like her a lot. That's crazy. Small world. Yeah. Okay. Well, guys, we thank you so much for listening. I hope you keep listening. Please keep listening. I promise our audio will probably get better. We're learning. We're in the beginning stages of yeah, the We are. And we try to do our best to make a good production for you guys. Yeah. We're shout out to Ariel. I want to give a quick shout out to Ariel because Homegirl edits all of my ums and ahs. And actually, it's mostly ums and likes. She's uh, cringing at the My eye is twitching. <laughs> Her eye is literally twitching. I, I also have some ums that I edit out of myself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep a tally mark every time I, I, I edit out an um for you. Please Next do. time, I think it'd be funny. I think I was better at this one. You were. I, I think, think so. I think I just let myself pause a little bit more. And yeah, yeah, I agree. But yeah, Ariel set up the whole room and put some blankets up to help, like, mesh in the sound. I guess. Yeah, and something like that. Just putting a a lot of work. Let's see this. how it goes. Shout out to Ariel. Yeah, thanks. Shout out for Amanda for being a great co-host. Queen. Queen. We hope you keep listening. Yep. Please share, like, mm. follow, rate, subscribe, subscribe. Have subscribe on Spotify. It's followers. 
follow. Please follow. Give us a little Please follow. like and subscribe to my channel. E. Click the buttons. Click the link below to donate. I'm just kidding. Okay, we're not donating yet. No. No. But yeah, please share us. We want to hopefully grow our audience so more people can listen to us. And okay, well, yeah. <laughs> 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 I just heard a belch from Ariel's husband from in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it got on. No, I heard it. I heard it in my headset. No. <laughs> I didn't know who would catch because it was like kind of quiet. Oh, it wasn't quiet enough. Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Well, I'm Ariel. And I'm Amanda. And this is Two Girls, One Plane. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>